Did it just say God save the Queen and a Rangers quest and you read it wrong? Is that no, what it actually said UDA on it and had it. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome to Injury Time Podcast. I'm Jordan Robinson. I'm Darren Matthews. And joining and, uh, us today, today right oh, special. Yeah, it's a special. You're the one fucking this up because I was introducing it there while you just like kind of barraged your way through it. So I got I got excited. You fucking do it. I got excited for the game. Okay. I got excited for the game. No, no, I'm not talking the rest of the podcast. It fucking sort yourself out. Okay, you have to do the talking because you've done all the research for the story time. That's your job. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined today by a very special, (laughs) a very special guest. And a, a comedian who this year will be doing a, a lovely show called Pillow Talk in the fantastic Ulster Hall in November. But until then, he will most likely be screaming at his TV occasionally because he is an Arsenal fan. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Dave Elliott. Dave, hello. Hello, guys. Hey, Dave. I don't, I, I don't know whether I should speak over anybody in case I started another war here, but it's it's good to be here. It's a it's a pleasure to be on the podcast with you two gentlemen. Yeah, pretty much. It's just it's just that we. Uh, we recorded like loads of these episodes, but once we're on Zoom, compared to when we're in the same room, we just mm. cannot organize the talking over each other properly. We're disasters yeah. at it. So, I mean, like Dave, you probably know working with like rank amateurs, kind of like Shane Todd and stuff like yes. that. It's very difficult when you're the one that has to carry the person on the podcast. So, yeah, it, <laughs> listen, it's, it's a tough way. role to be the power behind the throne, but mm. it, it takes a certain t- kind of person to be that. And that's, that's mm. just I'm me. learning that. I'm learning that the hard way, but uh, you're, you're a great influence, Dave. Um, so Arsenal, what, what's the crack with that? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, how I mean, come you support Arsenal? I support, well, the, the, the story why I support Arsenal is probably quite, quite a decent anecdote, to be fair. Um, oh, yeah? My dad supported them. And that That's... <laughs> That's not it. That's there is more to it. My dad, he he is an Arsenal fan, but when I was uh, young, I must have been like five or six at the time, and he, he's obviously when when dads try to get you into sports, they they do wee things like he. My dad bought me Subutio. He just bought me a wee Subutio set, like the pitch, the ball. He bought me uh, Arsenal, and he said you get to pick another team that you want. Obviously, he's thinking doesn't matter who they are. You're going to support Arsenal. So I picked mm-hmm. Queen's Park Rangers. So I got this, like, I just like the kit, the wee stripes and all. And I was like, I like those guys. And in my head, I was like, right, well, I support Queen's Park Rangers now. This is who I follow. I'm a QPR guy, right? And that's fine. So QPR was my team. I would always be them when I was playing Super Beauty with my dad. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he would obviously just trounce me all the time. But <clears throat> one day I went out with my granny uh, shopping and she was like, you can get one present, right? And I went, no problem. We we're in, I think it was with the athletic stores, probably back in the mm-hmm. day since since closed. And I was there and I saw this really swanky Queen's Park Rangers scarf, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, I want I want that to get me that QPR scarf. So my granny got it for me. I was proud as punch got the QPR scarf on, was buzzing, wore it all the way home in the bus and all with her, really chuffed. Then got into my house and my dad was like, get that off you. And I went, what? He's just get the fucking off you. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I know you don't like QPR. What are you doing? And he was like, just, you don't fucking wear that. You support Arsenal. And took it off. And I was like, oh shit. Like he's fucking, turns out years later, it was just a full Glasgow Rangers scarf that I was just wearing. <laughs> like, and I was just like, and my street was quite a posh street. So he just didn't want me running around in a Rangers scarf. So he's like, get that off. 
And then after that, I just was told I'm supporting Arsenal. So that's <laughs> kind of how it all started. And, and it was only whenever I moved house that I found the scarf that it actually thought because I didn't know what, what the story was until I moved. Yeah. It's like to my dad, why do you have a Ranger scarf? And he goes, well, it's yours, you take it. <laughs> and, and again, I'm from a mixed marriage, so I have to kind of, you know, play it up. So my mum then mm-hmm. went out and bought me a Wolf Tone CD and sort of made, made up for it. So it was great. That's <laughs> awesome. enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a much better story than mine. That's like heartwarming. Mine's just like, I, I support West Ham out of spite for my yeah. dad because he, like he was like a huge United fan and he took us over to Old Trafford in like 1999 to see, West, uh, to see United play West Ham. Mm. And I remember being in the Trafford Centre with him uh, before the game. Uh, it's like me, my mum, my brother and my dad. And like, I can't remember what toy. I'm pretty sure it was like Biker Mice from Mars or, oh, or something along that elk or maybe Street Shark, something like that. He didn't let me get a toy. Um, and I was like, oh, you done fucked up. Because from <laughs> that point on, I was like, no matter what I do, I'm going to try and hurt my dad. And the best way I could do it was to support West Ham. And they won that day. Mm-hmm. Paulo Canio scored a pretty good goal. And uh, yes, yeah, since then, I've always uh, been a West Ham fan. And do you ever feel like, to some extent, you've cut your nose off to spite your face with that choice? Oh. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet you're yeah. like, what am I doing? <laughs> exactly. And like, um, like growing up with um, my brother and my dad were both huge United fans. You're what? So uh, they were both like huge United. I thought fans. you said your butler. I was like. <laughs> 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 my dad and my butler are big big United fans <laughs> no no yeah. no our, our butler doesn't like sports so <laughs> see that's what happens when you have a Protestant marry a Protestant you get butlers in the end yeah, well, um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah they, they were like uh, mad United fans in the house and stuff like that and it was a big sporting house um, when my uh, parents were still in Northern Ireland so it was it was very weird um, and my mom kind of seemed like she was kind of like uh, missing out on the whole uh, <laughs> kind of rivalry between us. And um, so she ended up supporting Fulham because Dodi Al Fayed owned Fulham. Of course. And she's a big Diana fan. So why not? Oh, wow. and... <laughs> so um, yeah, it was, I, I do have a, I must say, I do have a soft spot in my heart for United uh, just yeah. because, you know, like uh, growing up in that kind of environment. Uh, but uh, uh, many, many great battles between uh, United and Arsenal through the years. Would you see them? Yeah. I know Tottenham are now the the team to beat in North London, but would you say who would you say is the biggest kind of rival to Arsenal in your opinion? What see, what kind of game do you circle on the calendar? No, usually, see to be totally honest, it's been it's been dire being an Arsenal fan the last few years. It's just like you've, you you don't look forward to playing anybody really. Um, <laughs> But in recent years, since the decline of, of like no longer being competing for the league, it was Man United. Like my my sort of childhood was I just yeah, I hated United. Like I've cried watching football three times, and the first time I remember like bawling my eyes out was when that sexy bastard Ryan Giggs scored that goal in '99 and put us out of the FA Cup, and he's just running. Mm-hmm. So I remember tears because I was one of these losers who back in the day like. You got into it like so. You'd put your yeah. shirt on. You'd wear your scarf and your wee hat and all in the house. Like I mean, what the fuck? Like I still do that. Like, I still so, do that. <laughs> he does. Do that. He does. And I just remembered crying, like crying my eyes out, like absolutely heartbroken. And like, like thinking, like as a as a child, like I would have been in ninety nine. I'd have been twelve. 
So like I think my life, my life's over. Like you know, it was that was it to me. All my mates would bully me in school because they all supported United. It was just that was horrific. And like I remember my sister crying, I was crying. My dad was just he always just got seething like raging, you know. And yeah, it was just that was the the worst I think in terms of just you know United. So as time's gone, but I think now probably the last five years more so Spurs because yeah. Spurs have always been shit you know they've always mm-hmm. been you've always knew Arsenal would finish above Spurs but now Spurs are kind of they're creeping up again I don't know how they've just moved stadium and can afford to just do whatever they want when Arsenal moves stadium they're like no it'll take us 10 years to build it up then once the stadium's paid off they're like still skin you know we're loaning boys from Real Madrid we're literally taking children from Real Madrid at the minute please be our saviour so I mean I, I don't know I think you know, it's almost we're through the banter era, and I think maybe in the summer there, I thought that you know maybe top four again. Now I'm like, you know, I'd be happy to get in the top half of the table. You know, just have yeah. the season over again and see. So, uh, two two things just from your story so far, Dave. Number one, your Queens Park Rangers scarf. Um, yes. Did it just say "God Save the Queen" and a Rangers crest, and you read it wrong? Is that no? What it actually said U- UDA on it and had. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it said it's, I think it said the Rangers, and it was oh. like it was like it looked like you know one of those scarves from nineteen seventies. It was really thin, yeah. and I had just said the Rangers across the front, and then in a Glaswegian accent as well. Yeah, I had <laughs> a Union Jack on either side, so I thought, listen, Queens part. Obviously, the Queen she loves a Union Jack. Yeah. And the Rangers, so there you go. And then my granny being a, a staunch Presbyterian, Presbyterian Women's Association till she dies. She hated my mum because obviously, <laughs> you know, and she just loved loved that her wee boys wearing a Rangers scarf and fucking good in there. So she had no problem with it. My dad was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, we don't want you to label in yourself at that age. You know, if you want to when you're older, dead on. But, you know, don't be people thinking, get out there, you know. So yeah. I guess in a way it was kind of, it was kind of a good lesson in many regards. It taught me to, you know, not what the difference maybe was, but you know, mm. and now I just wear Rangers gear with pride, like so. One of the things as well, as an Arsenal fan, because I mean, during the Wenger years, whenever even when they weren't winning it, Arsenal were literally the prototype team of how to do good business as a as a club. How in yeah. the fuck did you finish fourth every year? get the Champions League money and then still telling people you're skint after moving stadium. Because I, I thought that, I thought they sold Highbury to some like big property developer. So there was coin yeah. there. Like Highbury, like I sort of, to an extent, wish we'd stay there because it was great. It Jordan's was the, the, the exact biggest. same with West Ham. He cannot yeah. pack that they've moved stadium. Because you think you move stadium, it's going to be right. We're going to take it then. No, you know, Highbury was... Was amazing and like Upton Parks was class as well. It was just uh-huh. sort of, but it's it's everything's a business now, isn't it? So you just kind exactly. Of, but you see the difference between um like say Arsenal moving from Highbury to the Emirates and West yeah. Ham to the London Stadium, you had that infrastructure where you know you'd had how many FA Cups under your belt at that point. Yeah, and like your team, uh, a very successful team, like uh, like Thierry Henry, who we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, Highbury was his essentially yeah you know what i mean and like you had all these like really great world-class players who uh you know went on to win champions leagues and stuff like that and you know premiership titles and shit like that 
but uh, you know where we have fucking Scott Parker, who's now uh, you know more of a Spurs legend than a West Ham legend yeah. kind of thing. So I don't. I, I mean, I don't forget in those days. Like in those days, you had the legendary, probably the best West Ham thing to happen when I was a kid was when John Hartson just booted Al Berkovich up a kite and training for him. Just, <laughs> I don't know why. Was just, you know, you, you miss that in football, you know, a bit of banter, just have some of that. You know? But um, the other thing as well, because even whenever Arsenal moved, they were shown to have the dearest tickets in the league. And they were oh, like, oh, with no money. I'm like, you are charging the working man £80 to watch you get beaten fucking 2-0 by listen. everybody. Don't start start me on that shit. Like flipping a remortgage the house to go and see them play Fulham or something at home, and then you get beat flipping, and and then you're raging home because you, you, like I mean, you go there. I would have always been like, you know, even when we went to Highbury, we'd always have just we'd have been like stingy in in a way that I could get one thing from the shop, but on the way there we get a burger and stuff for the van. It wasn't to do with Arsenal, but in the Emirates they're like, no, nah, you can't have like the, there's not no like wee vans near the ground because they're just like in this perimeter so you have to spend like flipping 10 quid on a shitty wee pie it's, it's wick pints are like 8 quid it's like what are you at and then I would just like to know where the money goes you know if they were like listen see to be fair you know Edu is earning 500 million a year I go well fair play to you boss you know at least at least that's where it's at like if he's turning up in like a gold plate of Ferrari you go at least he's balling but there's no exactly. idea where it's going you know and then, and then sorry go ahead I was just going to say, what would the cutoff be, like Etu, or what if like Marwan Shamak was going around with like new hair transplants and stuff um, like that every season, and you're looking at it going like, surely that's not a good waste of the money, like. Yeah, but like it's just a different. I just think Arsenal treat their fans like they're stupid. You know, it's like, well, listen, we bought the stadium, and you know, it costs a lot of money. It's like, but it's paid off. I know, but. We've had to take this big, big loan to pay during COVID, like 150 million. It's like, what are you doing? You know, it's like the money's being managed terribly. Then you look at the contract situation, like that's appalling the way Arsenal handle contracts. Like, I don't uh, know who does that. Mesut Ozil as the most expensive uh, ornament in the fucking leagues, just sitting there like a hey, story week. <laughs> that's actually great because that's one of the intro talking points. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Ozil is away to Fernabache in Turkey. Yeah, I know that. That see, to be honest, it was a bit like he has to go. But see, actually, like watching the the videos, it was like highlights and stuff, and how he has spoken about Arsenal. It's made me a bit sad, you know, because yeah. like when Ozil came in, I was buzzing because at the time it was like he was a top, like the first time Arsenal have bought a player of that caliber since they were competing for the league. You know, since probably. Mm. You know, probably even since like Davor Suker or somebody, he was the only one of the ones I remember who's come to Arsenal already established, you know, whereas with Ozil, it was like, fuck, why is he leaving Real Madrid for Arsenal? We must be onto something. And then they just didn't, they just didn't buy anyone else. It was like, they didn't, they didn't play a formation to suit him. And mm. it was like, you know, you've got this, like a, a Bentley engine and a 206, you know, it's like this guy just didn't fit. And it was like... Yeah. It, and, and it sort of worked for a bit when Ed Sanchez and, and when Van Persie yes. was. Yeah. But then, you know, it just... You know, well, I, w- I was going to say, was there any hope uh, when they had, uh, like, Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang up front? Like, w- as soon as they signed Aubameyang, I was like, maybe that's the missing key for yeah. Arsenal. They, like, you know, get, but didn't they get beat in Chelsea in the Europa League? Yeah. Wasn't it the final? Yeah. They got absolutely humped. Yeah, like, I think it was 4-0 yeah. four, four or 4-1. Four, 
It was lovely. I was on holidays. Actually, I brought my laptop with me on holiday, a family holiday, just to watch the game because like I can't go and leave my wife and baby because you know they might need me for something. They, so they'll remember, yeah. On the balcony, and I just shut the door, had my kit on, ready to go, and I was I was this close to fucking my laptop off the balcony. <laughs> I was just like, this is so fucking typical of this shit, and it's almost got to the point where it's like. It happened so much, you can't let it annoy you. Otherwise, you'd just be constantly miserable, you know? Yes. Got, and I think that, like, Emery was peak, was just peak, what's going on here? Like, you know, the players just seem to be, you've thrown a mutiny. It's like, you know, I wanted Wenger out, and then since Wenger went, you're like, oh, you know, maybe he wasn't the problem. It's these fucking arsehole players. And the board, yes. you know, the board, I think, you know, don't really know. Like, with Arsenal, Arsenal went through a wee phase where, obviously, they were really shit, for the last 15 years or whatever but they had like a midfield at a time that you were like that's a class midfield but with no strikers and then mm-hmm. we transitioned from having like Cazorla Wilshire uh, and who else is it Cazorla and Wilshire and Ed Sanchez and Ozil all sort of playing the same team you thought that's and mm-hmm. Frimpong all right as a whole sort of holder Cockleland and those type of guys but they had yeah. those those attacking players around it like Wilshire Ozil Cazorla, and then they're all just gone when they get strikers. It's like, are they taking the piss? Yeah. So now they've got Shaq, fucking Xhaka, Gwendouzi, who I think is good, El Nani. Like, what are, these yeah. guys aren't going to get a ball to those strikers. So it was almost like watching the first half of the season. Like, why did you leave those out unless there was a bigger problem with them? And I think there must mm. have been something that, you know, going on there yeah. that we just don't know about. I, I think I think it possibly could have been, like, something personal between him and Arteta because... yeah. Like, I, d- I definitely wouldn't be saying, you know, I'm a gunner for life if, like, mm. the board or the, the team itself was kind of, like, you know, fucking me over for a couple of years. Because yeah. when was his last start? Like, when the, like last, it was before he, the, not yeah, this season. He, he was starting um when Arteta first came in. So before everything shut down and then after the restart, no sign mm. of him. So I don't know really. I think there was something that happened. Like, he, 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 he tweeted a bit about, like, supporting Chinese Muslims who were being persecuted in China. And mm-hmm. obviously he, he's a very sort of religious guy. Very, you know, it's a big part of his, his life. And I think he, he mm-hmm. an arsenal of big cash flow coming in from China. So like, fuck you doing? Don't do that. So I think, <laughs> exactly. To be totally honest, I think Ozil's been thrown under the bus because, you know, of his, of his views and Arsenal's board are just the worst guys. So, and even the Arsenal board, they've got rid of... Um, Everybody, they've got rid of Sinelli, they've got rid of Mincelat, who you're like, these guys are are going to be, you know, that, that was a solid unit. And they're like, no, they're all gone. So there must be problems at board level. It's fucking unworkable. So I don't know. I think we'll, we'll just have to see where, if we can finish. I mean, I'm bored of Europa League, and this is probably sounds obnoxious to a West Ham fan, but, you know, I'm bored, I'm bored of the Europa League. I want, to, I want the Champions League, like the wee theme tune, the exciting nights, even getting beat. You know, at home, the, the Shaq Tower would be enjoyable in Champions League. <laughs> just you know, just to hear that music. But I just, it's it's just grim. And Europa League, who, who cares? Unless you're in the final, who gives a shit like you know? Yeah. Well, my my <laughs> two questions for you, Dave, as, as an Arsenal fan, were number one, who's the be- who's your favorite Arsenal player? It doesn't have to be the best player. Who's your favorite mm-hmm. Arsenal player, or who was your favorite Arsenal player? And what's your favorite Arsenal kit? Because I see you've got a classic hanging behind you right there. Great. Yes. That's a fucking great question. Yeah, I, I think like. I, there's mm, my favorite ever Arsenal player. I mean, without without questions, Thierry Henry. Like I think for anyone my age to say anybody else to just be lying. 
you know, there's mm. so many. I really was a big, big fan of Robert Perez as well. Like he was, you know, one I thought was different gravy too. But back in the day, like you look back at Arsenal's invincible team, like it was at Lehman, um, Lauren even, like at the time where I got Lauren's a weak link, he would walk into that Arsenal team at the minute. Um, Toure, Campbell, Cole, dirty bastard. Mm. Um, and who else was it? Jungberg, Gilberto, Vieira, Perez, Henri and Burkamp. What a team, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah. Like Burkamp is, now you look back and Burkamp and go, oh, wow. Like you were, you know, when you're, he was around when I was sort of still young enough to just be interested in the speed and stuff. But like, well, looking back mm-hmm. at Burkamp did, you're like, oh, that guy was just unbelievable. And yeah. even, was, even as a United fan, full admittance, Burkamp was special player. Like, like I was crazy. Like, and, and I, I, whenever I was 16, um, I don't know how I managed it, but I got to meet the Arsenal team. So I got to stay behind after a game. Um, at Highbury and I got to like get autographs so the team and photos and stuff and it was at that time best moment ever and like they all, they all came out and, and actually they have a, a sign one of them, the shirt I was wearing I got Terry on ready to sign and a wee photo of me looking like I'm about to ship myself with him no beard so I look really weird looking back on it <laughs> and um, that was just great but that that day so they all came out and I was there and my dad brought me so I was like they brought the, again I think I was the only um, fully functioning child there, you know. I think all the other kids had difficulties. Yeah, like just, make the wish type things. Or? Yeah, and I think it was a full. I don't know how my dad blacked it. I think he was like, yeah, he's soft in the head. This guy, any chance? And so, that, 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 so I was sitting there waiting for the guys to come out, and like this, obviously a club uh, workers there, and he said, like, right, so we're going to come out. And I'm like, okay, and then out comes like Gal Cliche at that stage. You're like, who the fuck's this dude? And yeah. you just you. Get him to sign your wee pendant, and you're like right away go. And then like Colo Torre comes out, and you're starting to soul Campbell, and you're like oh. And then oh, when Terry Henry just walks out, the, the ones who were funny were Canu, the ones with with a story, Canu, Lehman, uh, Henri, and Burkham, right? So when Canu came out, it was that game was just I think the fault. Like so in the Champions League, we beat Inter Milan five one at the San Siro on a Wednesday, and then that game I was at was on the Saturday. So when Canu came out. I was, you know, so nervous trying to say something to him to be like, oh, that must have been fun against your old club. And he obviously wasn't listening to me. And he just went, yes, it was my old club. And he walked away. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's... And then Jens Lehmann came out, but he had like a holiday bag with him. Like, you know, one of those bags of wheels that he's pulling behind him and oh, he's yeah. on mobile. So he came out and like the guy who was working for the club was like, oh, Jens, you need to see these guys. And he was like, yeah, yeah one, one second. And he just sort of walked on the pitch with this like travel bag. And then the groundsman was like, Yeah, you need to get off the pitch. And he was like, Yeah, dead on. And he just kept walking further and further into the pitch. And the, the groundsman was like, Yeah, into the, the sprinklers. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet. And just kept going and going. And then he just went in the center circle and stood there and felt coat on the phone holding his bag. And you could just see the groundsman were like, What's wrong with this guy? Like, what's he doing? That was just just classic Jens Lehman. So classic, he eventually yeah. came, signed all the stuff and, and headed on. Then Thierry Henry came out, shit myself. I was like, where do we patent that they gave us the sign? But I was like, can you please send me a shirt, please? And he was like, yeah, I shouldn't really, but yeah, no problem. And then got the photo that was grand. On they went. Then Burkamp came out, real quiet guy, signed oh, autograph, yeah. you know, going past people, real, real friendly or whatever. But as he goes, you just hear in the background, Dennis, Dennis. And I go, a Northern Irish accent shouting, Dennis, what's going on? And I just look over my shoulder. That's my dad. 
shout and go my fuck so all the parents are behind this like barrier and they're all just sitting like watching their kids and my dad's going Dennis I go fuck's sake so then Dennis Burkham had to go out of his way up like a few steps and round the thing to shake my dad's hand and I just hear him go I love you meet your legend he's totally mortified me in front so like in my head as a 16 year old i'm thinking i'm gonna have to pretend there is something wrong with me here because it's the only way for me to get out of this embarrassment but it just i was just mortified and then on the way out i was like dad why'd you do that and he goes don't walk him over me i just couldn't help it like, all right so it's the only time i've seen him just totally lose his shit over another full, fully grown man but it was it was great my, that, my, I, I have the exact same, well, not the exact same story, but I went to go see West Ham against Bolton uh, in uh, Upton Park. And oh. at the end, uh, just in the uh, on the home stand, so I uh, forget what stand it was, but when you come out uh, and like it, it literally is kind of like Seaview where yeah. uh, you can like see where all like the players park and stuff like that. Yeah. So I remember going up to the gate and Robert Green comes out and yeah. I'm like, oh shit, Robert Green. I really liked him at that time. Uh, got him to sign the um, uh, the program that I got. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. And I was about to leave and my dad was like, what the fuck are you doing? Stay here for the rest of the team to come out. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, shit, fuck yeah. Because I really like Dean Ashton as well. So I was like, this is possibly my kind of shine. Um, and uh, but like none of the uh, West Ham players were coming out, but the whole the bus was there for the Bolton players mm-hmm. and Ivan Campo and you see Askelainen uh, all started coming up and yeah. got their signatures. And I just remember going like, my God, you see Askelainen, what a man. Imagine he played for West Ham. Uh, and I think it's that positive affirmation thing where if you like dream it it will be yeah. true oh it failed the dreams yeah. uh and two years <laughs> later play, yeah, it will, they will come yeah <laughs> exactly and he did um but you're and you did <laughs> you know, my favorite my favorite arsenal uh sort of uh factoid which is about dennis bergkamp was the fact that he didn't fly so if there was a european yeah, game tough. if arsenal couldn't get him there by bus and train and ferry he just wasn't playing but it seemed as well at that time Arsenal always drew a team in Russia. Like it was like forever <laughs> in Russia. And it's like, and every Burkham's time they the paper, like, how's Burkham going to get here? And then if Burkham didn't play, that like other like guys who just weren't like Christopher Ray, like he just popped up and it's like, oh, Christopher Ray's going to start instead of Burkham. You're like, you know, he scored a few goals and won a double in 98. But I mean, he's by no means Burkham standard. But yeah, it was, it, I mean, that's another thing. Arsenal. Greedy, always greedy. Like in, in the Champions League back in those days, we played at Wembley, never won mm-hmm. shit at Wembley. So, you know, could have just stayed at Highbury. Who knows what would happen? One of those teams, you know. But you never know. Think. Were they trying to pitch that that like they needed the extra seat space to make some coin, like while the game was on? Exactly. Of course, you're, Arsenal. You're getting millions from the TV money. Don't be trying to ram in an extra five thousand people. Yeah, they're just they're just I like just the worst the worst board ever. I think. Well, not the worst board ever because they're they're far, yeah. <laughs> far. But I mean, as a supporter, they're just like because they always try to like, you know, d- defend themselves and be like, oh, you know. But this is and it's like, but you promise all this, and all we want to see is people win. I don't care that Arsenal are in a profit. You know, I'm not a tax man. I want to see them win football matches and win trophies. You know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, look, Dave. Just for the episode, if you're sticking around, we are going to have to do the FA Cup scores. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. That's okay. Yeah. We, we can talk about that one because I'm sure you watched it. You want to jump in and do this week in sport now then? You want to do this week in sport? 
Uh, well, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, uh, I have a new favorite French team in Marseille. Uh, I have no reason uh, apart from they won the Champions League the year I was born. So now they're my favorite French team. Uh, Conor McGregor got beaten in the UFC. Uh, yeah. I didn't get us to watch it. So, I neither did I. I know um, very little about UFC. <laughs> exactly. So that's why we're skipping over it. And uh, Rafa Benitez um, quit his job uh, managing some uh, team in the Chinese Super League. And there is uh, a rumor. Couple of rumors uh, yeah. that he could either uh, be going to Celtic or be going back to Newcastle. So, yeah, what, like, well, looking like, like Newcastle probably isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I I don't even know because Mike Ashley's still the owner of Newcastle, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I I like I would be very surprised if he went back. I, I would be very surprised. I, like, based on that kind of thing, I've seen a brilliant video of a guy just walking up to Mike Ashley with his phone. He's like. And he's just like, Mike Ashley. And then he turns around and he goes, yes, sort of smiling. And he goes, you have ruined my club. <laughs> that's, just, that's the video. Ashley's oh. just like, uh. Those guys, right? Again, why are I, I, this is the thing. Like, I don't, I, this is a podcast I should have been on before because I have so many great football anecdotes I could never tell to anybody. <laughs> but it's nice to mention Newcastle, right? I went to yeah. a Newcastle match and it was one each. That was the final, the final score. But Emmanuel Adebayor scored an absolute worldy like really early on so it was at at st james's park i was over visiting a mate of mine who's at uni there so he, he had got tickets he's a newcastle fan and i got me and he was like listen we're up we're up with the two ultras here will you be all right that's like, no problem it'd be grand and um i just went went in incognito can code up just yeah. thought right fair enough but then this goal like look this goal from out of by or up because the ball comes in and he takes up his chest and volleys it an absolute perler and, and I, 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 you know when you just you're not set in in your lie like I'm, i wasn't set that i wasn't an arsenal <laughs> fan so he scored and i went oh fuck i said and that was grand right so i was fine i just thought right no worries no one's noticed that I'll, i've got away with it right so later in the game must have been sort of late 70 minutes maybe early 80 minutes so if Newcastle guys, and it is such a shit goal. If Stephen Taylor fell into the ball and knocked it into the net from a corner like a melee, horrible, right? And then mm-hmm. the Newcastle fans go crazy and all. And I just hear one voice from behind me go, You're not standing up now, you stupid cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'll not say another word here. <laughs> like, and, and that man was right. Scooped. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was that was very funny. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I I'm think we to... should just give you the keys to this podcast, Dave. <laughs> you go with it, man. That can be oh, that can be our new feature, Dave's story of the week. Tell us about something yeah. stupid happened you had a football match, Dave. But uh, so many, like you know. But that, um, that was a great night out afterwards, may I add? Oh, like that um, that night. I went to see uh, West Ham against Newcastle in St. James's Park, but uh, we were up with the away fans up in like the fucking, yeah. you know, the way it's... How really steep is that stadium? Huh? Like, how steep is that stadium? I know, man. It was like, like probably like, getting the nose bleed going up yeah, there. Like, <laughs> the like and I was, I was at the, I was like, you know, the, you know, the kind of cool kids in the back of the bus, they get the back yeah. row. Yeah, that yeah. was us, but with like all the West Ham fans. But like, I wasn't, like uh, uh emotionally mature enough to sit with like you know all the kind of like ultra kind of hard lads yeah. so i just remember sitting beside like this old couple 
Uh, and my friend, he doesn't like football, but like yeah. West Ham were playing, so I was like, "Fuck, it, I'm going to go to the game." And I just sat and talked to them the whole time, and they just gave me like little cups of tea from the thermos. It was lovely. See, that's that's uh, a great time. <laughs> very different story. Um, but yeah, and also one time, uh, Newcastle were playing, uh, Manchester United, uh, at Old Trafford, and my dad took us to go see it, uh, with his business partner who was over from Egypt. Um, but he nice. he let. After uh, after he left, uh, um, he went to go look because he was opening up a business in Blackburn or something. Um, but uh, yeah, so we go to this game uh, and we're staying at the Marriott. So it yeah. was um, the day of the game. Uh, we go to like, you know, the full continental breakfast thing. Uh, yeah. And like we were walking out and all the United players, that's where they met at that Marriott yeah. before they go to the game. And the Newcastle team was staying there too. And that was when Bobby Robson was managing them. Yeah. So obviously my dad's fucking like pushing me to go get his autograph and stuff like that. Yeah. And I had no concept who he was because yeah. obviously like he wasn't a West Ham manager. So I didn't know him yeah. and he didn't play at United. So I didn't see him on the TV. So I, I, I just like literally I had like a drawing book that I had because we got the ferry over and the Stenoline. So I've got the Stenoline yeah. ferry um, book uh, with Bobby Robson's autograph. But I remember going up to him and uh, this kid cut in front of me. Um, yeah. And Bobby Robson says, no, that little fat boy was before you. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> sake, Bobby. <laughs> the thing was, man, I didn't start eating until I was about 14. So I didn't yeah. think I was a little fat boy. <laughs> That's probably where all the problems started. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Robson. But I mean, listen, <clears throat> you know, not to be harsh, but, you know, you won. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Wait, you don't mean because uh, like Bobby, hang on, hang on, hang on. You, you don't mean that because like Bobby Robson's dead now, do you? Does it like mm, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. that's fine. You're <laughs> a fucking awful person. And on that bombshell, we'll go into this week in sport. This week in sport. Uh, so yeah, starting this week uh, on Monday the 18th, uh, Arsenal beat Newcastle three 0 which yes. was a pretty decent result. Uh, Obama Yang scoring twice and. Uh, Saka as well. Eh, yes, it's not... a little chilly. Uh, but hey, like it was nil nil at halftime, and I've said this from the start. I thought, especially since um, Mick Conlon came on the podcast, I was just like, uh, Newcastle have done well in transfer window at the start of the season, like getting Jamal Lewis and uh, it was a Calum Wilson and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Saint Maximum is is a much better player now, and Joel Linton is still uh, breathing. Um, so I was just like, uh, yeah, no, Newcastle are really good. And then Mick points out they are all technically championship quality players. And I was I was ready to argue with him because I'm like, no, no, okay, this is the hill I die on because they're decent players. But then you realize that he is speaking from like a position of facts, and I couldn't argue with him. So um I I still think Newcastle, I think they'll be safe this season, definitely. Um, even though like at the minute. There, it's not looking good. They're at the bottom end of the second uh, half of the table on sixteenth, sixteenth uh, with nineteen mm. points. I think they, I think they're being they're being dirty bastards. I think football players turning the manager and just don't play for them. And I think I think Steve Bruce is a really solid manager. You know, he's not going to mm. pull up any trees, but I think the players he has should be doing better than they are for him for oh, yeah. sure. And I think he'll get sacked. We'll see, and then. Benitez will come in and they'll win like go on like a winning streak and they'll be like oh but it, 
it's just dirty, I think, when teams do that. You know, same yeah. as United. Did yeah, but... it with... Uh, who was our last manager? That Van Gaal. Van Gaal. Just shit. And then yeah, but... Solskjaer. You have yeah, to think, yeah, think, no, think uh, as well. Mourinho as well. Oh, Mourinho, yeah. They'll the shit on him too. They'll do. Um, the, the thing about that is, though, it's they've left it too late in the year because if Newcastle get a new manager, they're going to go on a run and then who gives a fuck? They're not even going to get into the Europa League. Like They probably couldn't finish mm-hmm. seventh if they tried now at this point. Like, no, definitely not. So Newcastle are kind of hanging about. Just, they just want, Mike actually wants out of there and people want to buy it, but there's just I don't know what's going on there. But if Newcastle get... You know, if they get a, a new, very wealthy owner, and if they won anything, even the Carlin Cup, Newcastle mm-hmm. would be buzzing. You know, oh, could you city. imagine that? Absolutely yeah. buzzing. So, uh, they, I, mean, I don't think they've won a major trophy since like the fifties. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Like, yeah, it's definitely been a while. Um, moving on to the nineteenth, uh, West Ham beat West Brom. The Battle of the West. Um, so yeah, I, I was hey, texting. Don't say that because the last time that happened, a lot of people ended up buried under a patio. So we'll not talk about that. <laughs> 25 Wall Street. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, as I was texting you, Darren, like this is a proper like big Sam Derby. Because apart from Bolton, these are probably the two teams that he'll be known for managing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no West Ham, uh Mikel Antonio. Uh, have you seen him since he's come back from injury? Yeah, he's massive. Man, he, I don't know, he must have just been hitting the weights while he was waiting for his, like, ACL to heal up. Because yeah. he is, he's like Adama Traore big at the minute. And yeah. He's just, like, throwing boys about the pitch, like, but legally. Let me ask a question just quickly about yeah. Antonio. Mm-hmm. Am I right in saying he, he just was a right back and then all of a sudden they're like, nice a striker? Yeah, well, well he, he was a right back uh, for a while with Nottingham Forest before he came to West Ham. Yeah. Um, he'd been uh, more of, uh, if anything, right wing back to right midfield kind of. Yeah. Uh, they they played him uh, on the right side of the striking partnership with uh, people like uh, Andy Carroll to start off with, uh, and Altovich and, and with Sebastian Hilaire. Uh, but yeah. now they're just like, nah, he's fucking running this show now. So he's our essentially <laughs> our sole striker at the yeah. minute, who's like has a decent uh, return and, for you know. And what what did you think record. of Hilaire? You know, he was, um, I thought, a good... And then I was surprised he, he was, was sold. Yeah, no, I, I just don't think he got on well uh, in just England in general. And I do think he'd yeah. be... Because he scored twice in his debut for Ajax. So, um, yeah. like, I don't I don't necessarily... I'm not going like that money-grabbing bastard. Uh, I'm just like, I, I don't think he was going to... He was doing anything with the team, so... No, Moise wants, kind of, wants a, like, like a Lee Griffiths-type striker. Just a hard-working, honest striker. That's all Moise wants. Like, yeah. And these flyboys aren't, like, aren't going to do it. You know, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird looking at the contrast between um, West Ham having David Moyes and doing decent enough this season, um, where the expectations were like, it's just definitely not going to happen. Leicester with Brendan Rodgers, I thought they would like be relegation fodder mm-hmm. after Brendan Rodgers uh, like, left Celtic and stuff like that. Because you're like, surely he's just been rotten up in Scotland for however long he was yeah. there. It's not going to be like, you know, uh, you know, good I don't know just because he's been used to playing I don't know like Strathclyde on a fucking Sunday afternoon and now he's like Leicester beating Chelsea 2-0 I, yeah. I like watched I watched that league. whole match I watched that whole game and Leicester were fucking class like they were just yeah. there was um, well, I was trying to watch a few random games during the week and I was like Leicester Chelsea that'll be the game of the week which we called last week yeah. we we're like that's going to be the game of the week and Leicester were great they were just but, fucking great 
What about that goal from Ndidi as well? That was an absolute screamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it like in the what, like fifth or sixth minute or something? Yeah. Like that? But oh, see, Leicester, really? Leicester are nobody really respects them enough. That I don't think that what they deserve. Like they have some players in that team that are would walk into a lot of it. Like Ndidi, I think is a is a boss. And um, Madison's a super player. Telemans, yeah. I I think Telemans would be in any top four midfield. He's he's class. Uh, and then obviously because uh, Jimmy Vardy drinks. Yeah, yeah, and he just drinks wickets every day, and like that's just the way wickets and and then bacon fries and then plays football. But he's yeah. he's he's unbelievable. Is a um, pre-game workout shake is basically about fucking two coffees and two Red Bulls, and he's just yeah, two A's buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> let's um, fucking do this. <laughs> the day um, Leicester beat United, the season that they were going on because they thought they were going to win the uh, league that day. We were in a, a bar uh, just outside Ballygown called Chestnut, uh, and we bought. <laughs> Sounds very sweet. Uh, uh, we bought a uh, box of Blue WKD from behind the bar at like proper price as well. So we yeah. like there were what like four quid a bottle or something like that, twenty four bottles, and we sat in the smoking area and drank every single one of them in honor of Jamie Party because uh, we was, thought they won the league that day, but they, was that- they didn't. Was that also the day that he scored? Was it like in the eleventh consecutive game or something? Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. It? yeah. That's when, yeah. that's when he like broke that record as well, yeah. wasn't it? Henri that held that record. Was it yes. Van Persie? I, was I thought it was Van Persie? Maybe it was Henri. And it was uh, well, see, football. the thing about Van Persie is Van Persie in my head is very much like I treat Van Persie in terms of memories the same way as the WWE treat the memory of Chris Benoit. It's just a race. It's gone. You know, anything, anything he's ever achieved at Arsenal. <laughs> Is gone to me. No all evidence right, of so, it. Who? No, who? It are? He never exist. played here. You know, nope, not at all. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, moving, uh, moving on to Thursday, uh, the 21st. Now, for me, this is the upset of the week. Burnley winning one nil at Anfield, mm-hmm. ending you know, ending their fucking unbeaten at home record to Burnley, mm-hmm. which is technically a local derby because Burnley's only up the road from Liverpool. So there you go. Burn, Burnley are just so shit. They're just yeah, so yeah, shit. So bad. They're such a shitty team. They're just awful. They just uh, they they're at the antithesis of football. Oh, I just say yeah. them. Horrible oh, to break down. Horrible. Like, uh, but yeah, you know who I would love to go for a pint with? Sean Dyche. He looks like oh, a top yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There doesn't need to be any door staff on that bar no. wherever you guys go. You're safe for Sean Dyche. Like yeah, yeah. I was giving giving Klopp shit on the line and everything. Class. Once they were winning, he was like, eh, fuck yeah. Fair play for, for Klopp, even looking at him, because I should drop a head in you know, a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's... <laughs> he's got the intimidation factor, even like with social distancing. It's very yeah. weird. Um, and he's the only but... manager who like speaks, and if you hear them, has full gravel in their voice, because you know he doesn't stop screaming. I thought we did really well today. And I go, like, that, relax. <laughs> <laughs> he's aggressive. Hey, um... um yeah, what were you saying there? I was going to say, speaking of terrible teams, after watching that game, and then fucking, I turned on, I was watching the Fulham United match, and Fulham scored in like oh, yeah. the fifth minute, and I was like, oh, Jesus! <laughs> it's happening again. Yeah, I was like, not again. We PTSD started shaking on the floor until fucking United finally scored. Hey, and, and you came back to win it, 2-1, wasn't it? Yeah, but 2-1, like beating Burnley 1-0 and then beating Fulham 2-1, you're just like... So if we do win the league, it will not be on goal difference. Put it that way. <laughs> but it's it's they they all ma- matter. The three points, like it's those dirty games are the ones that add up. You know, oh, just exactly. so, hard. so horrible to fucking watch. So just yeah. to watch. 
If it wasn't for dirty games, West Ham wouldn't have any points this season, so I'm really (laughs) happy for them as well. Um, But yeah, moving on to uh, yesterday's games. There's one Premier League game, Aston Villa against Newcastle, Mm -hmm. uh, the late kickoff. Um, uh, Villa ended up winning that 2-0. So really bad time for Newcastle fans at the minute, but was it Ollie Ollie Watkins and Bertrand Traore scoring? And Traore has been one of the most prolific uh, goal scorers in the Premier League this season, so... He was, and he, they picked him up for absolutely nothing. So I, I from who was he playing with before? Uh, Leon. They picked him up for something ridiculous, like eleven million or something like that. Wasn't he Chelsea, a Chelsea player, and then went to Leon, wasn't he? Or yeah. Was he... So he, yeah, he went on loan um, from Chelsea. He played for the under twenty ones in Chelsea, uh, and then he played a full season for Chelsea. Uh, went on loan to Ajax, uh, from Ajax to Leon, and then Leon to Aston Villa. But uh, yeah, no, he definitely seems to be kind of finding his form more because he's only played what thirteen games and got four goals out of it. Yeah, so decent enough see, kind of return. See if I still played PlayStation games, Aston Villa would be my team of the year. Like they would, I, I just love to play like FIFA with Aston Villa. They've all mm-hmm. the players in the right positions. It would just be a great team. I. I like, Started, who my um, ultimate team was back in the day. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. My, okay. my favorite team to play from the FIFA, Blackpool. Whenever they were in the in the, the Premier League, <laughs> like, and they Charlie had like Adams. Champion Charlie Adam, the Gary Taylor <laughs> Fletcher. You know, they were just superb. Nathan Delfonso, just it was. They were just great. The, the Tangerines, <laughs> were like, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Um, I, I, I started watching uh, Peaky Blinders from the start again. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm currently doing like a manager mode uh, with Birmingham City. But you can give yourself, you can allocate yourself like a financial takeover, and you can uh-huh. get like 500 million pound in the transfers. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm buying like Gavin White and Stuart Dallas and like all the yeah. ex uh, Crusaders players because you have to. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm just, I'm looking to have the oldest squad. To like win a FA Cup of all time, so I'm trying to sign people like Tevez, Ibrahimovic, uh, 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 that really old um, Japanese player who's like 107 or something and still playing. Um, but it, those guys have a history of, of living a lot too long age. Those Japanese guys, it's due to meditation and Japanese not wait or something. I know. And Jimmy, Jimmy Vardy's Red Bull dad. Oh, he's fucking doing that mm. too. Technically, yeah, because Jamie Vardy was there before the Japanese people, so that's why it's his rather than the Japanese way of doing things. Yeah. Absolutely. But we have, um, I was trying to think of like from the FA Cup games, sort of ones that were yeah. like shock defeats. Like, obviously, West Ham beat Doncaster 4 0. I expected that they were going to win that. Didn't yeah. expect Swans. <laughs> Didn't expect Swansea to beat Nottingham Forest fucking 5 1. That's a hammer. Yeah, no, and then, yeah, proper hammer. Sheffield only beat Plymouth 2 1 after Plymouth scored first. So it was kind of yeah, like the, I know uh, I was very shocked about that. And then the fucking the Man City game as well, where um Cheltenham scored first against them. Against like yeah, the Man and City it was kids. Decent goal and they were playing well. And, like yeah. City did not run that game whatsoever. I think the scoreline really flatters them. Like yeah, um, so the third goal was like ninety third minute. So you would have thought City are just gonna romp the league, in my mm. opinion. On but now De Bruyne is out injured. So who knows what'll happen in this league? See, you, you couldn't predict it. As long as Spurs don't yeah. win it, I'll be alright. And United probably, I'll be alright. West Ham right. with a late charge the rest of the season will be fine, guys. Um, <laughs> as a West Ham fan, I want to, I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. You're, you support Marseille. You said earlier, what's your yeah. feelings on the meeting? I know Piat? what you're going to ask. Uh, um, 
Because what a player he was for that Man, season. You see those two goals? Like, the, the goal, I can't remember. One was against Crystal Palace. can't remember what the other free kick was. Um, who it was against. It might be both against Crystal Palace and like uh, your man's Peroni and Nets. But yeah. I seem to idolize certain players who have that, uh, like as um, Thierry Henry said, that, you know, the baba boom, a certain uh, je ne sais quoi about them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, people like uh, Carlos Tevez, he, to this day, is my one of my favorite football players of all time. Yeah. Um, Dimitri Payet was another one. And do you remember Julian Faubert? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a story about Julian Faubert. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, no, he was another, he was a, another great example of someone that I thought, oh, my God, what's he doing in this team kind of thing? Especially after he left and went to Real Madrid. You're going like, well, okay, I was right about this. But what's your well, story about Julian Faubert? Well, my story was I was uh, in, in London, at the, probably to go to an Arsenal match, I think, uh-huh. you know, at some, at some stage. But I was over, in fact, I had a friend that lived there for a while. So we would have just gone you know, gone out, had a good time, trying to catch a game if we would. And one day we were we're on the tube heading, I think, just into town. And we noticed this very flamboyant dude, like really like he was dressed like he was, you know, like in a in another level video in the in the noughties. Like he just like sort of like it looked like I don't know if it was plastic or leather, like white coat. And he had these like weird sunglasses and he was holding like a Gucci bag just on the tube with earphones in and I was like what is that guy's story and my mate was like that's Julian Faubert plays for West Ham I was like oh fuck so just Julian Faubert on the tube just decked out in this really futuristic weird gear and I thought what a guy <laughs> oh fuck but I, mean, I what are the chances of he's one of your favorite guy? Because I thought I'll never be able to. Like I don't think I've told anyone this because people will be like, "Who the fuck's Julian Faubert?" But yeah. here we go. <laughs> I swear to God, man! You see, as soon as this lockdown is lifted, I want to go to some form of football match <laughs> just so I can have one of these cool stories <laughs> about, like, I don't know, meeting the reincarnated ghost of fucking George Best at like I mean, a fucking Hibernian game or something. It would happen, you know what? It- I know. <laughs> But we spent too long not talking about this. Um, Arsenal are no longer champions of the Football Association. Uh, they got hey, out of the hold on. They are until there's a new champion. All right. So let's hold on to this. Okay. Like if Liverpool yeah, can post photos of the Champions League and the Premier League in the same, I'm holding on to this. And we're still a, we're still a community champions. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that. Too. Uh, but yeah, no. It was. Um, uh, did you guys watch the highlights of match of the day last night? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it wasn't. It wasn't like our Arsenal were never in the game. They did have a couple of chances, like in Southampton, like Walcott skied over the bar a couple of times, but there was nothing like that. Was lo- that was loyalty from him? He did that on purpose. Oh. <laughs> Listen, couldn't do it to you guys. Didn't want to be slack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. not going to be that guy, but um, yeah, a, a pretty kind of yeah, no major upsets. Uh, but you know, going what? on to today, I, I hmm? do think that you know, as much as it's sad to be out of the FA Cup. We've won it so often in the last few seasons that it, it, that makes it feel a bit more like, oh, it's okay. And I do think Arsenal need to focus on other things. Like getting in the top four should be the priority above all else or trying to somehow steal that Europa League to get in the Champions League, you know, just so they can get beat by Shakhtar at home and I can listen to that music. That's all I want. But I think <laughs> our Arsenal just need that Champions League money to 
you know, compete again in some in some way. Like I just think we need maybe two or three players, and I think we would be there thereabouts. But and and by there thereabouts, I mean top four. Normally we're winning the league, but yeah, you know, I think we just need a few players to Is be it, competitive again. Was it better for them in the FA Cup to go out against somebody like Southampton, someone that you've got no history with or animosity with? We are like, right, that's just a loss of yeah, the game. You know Southampton are cracker this year as well. Yeah, and I really like uh, Hasenhutl as a coach. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great guy. I like his style, and I, I like Southampton. You know, I I do. So I don't mind that if it was, you know, if it's a Spurs or something, or like we we lost to somebody super shy a couple of seasons ago, um, Bradford. Like, what the fuck, you know, that yeah. was that was those peak Arsenal banter, you know. But um, no, Southampton, Southampton are a good team, and I would like to see Southampton go on and win it. And I think they, you know, I'd like to see somebody like a Southampton or an Everton or someone like that, you know, win it unless they're out of it. But, you know, some like <coughs> sort of, or West Ham, you know, Thank but you, West Ham. But you, what about you guys? Are you going to do a live watching of the, of the, the next we round? Are, we were saying with that, if, if we can figure out some way of fucking bubbling or socially distancing, we'll try and watch the match. If not, we'll watch it while recording. We'll do something. Yeah, but, yeah. Good idea. Next round, because obviously they're uh, just this evening when United beat Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what mood am I going to be in to fucking go on this podcast? Because that was FA Cup, obviously. So it was good that United beat Liverpool because I, I tried watching the United match last week. I got home from work and went to watch the match and it was so bad. I fell asleep. I fell asleep watching my own team. I was like, this is brutal. Well, what a, what a change in the week. Yeah. I know. Crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable, yeah. Pretty much. Bur- Burnley, Burnley softened their spirits and then we beat them today. So it was good. But do you know what? It was fucking good to see 3-2. It was good to see some goals in a game. Yeah. Because did, did you been... see the free kick? Yeah. Yeah. Fernandez's free kick. He yeah. is, I swear to God, like Ed Woodward deserves to be knighted after like securing his signature. One, one go that far. Is, <laughs> I swear to God, he is like one of the best players I've seen in the Premier League. Yeah. It's great but, signing, like, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But listen, if, if, Al, if Alison Becker is an 80 million point goalkeeper, do better. You know, yeah. that's your side, the Very walls true. there. You should see if that, you know, yeah. is yeah. that good. That's true. As you well. know, who yeah, even if it's the fact that Pogba was, uh, you know, doing some form of trickery uh, in like kind of like sorcery. Yes. That's <laughs> all that smoke and mirrors. Like, at least get something to it. It like didn't even touch his body whatsoever. And it was his near post. Yeah. One of them ones. Just one of those. Everton or 1 0 up against Sheffield at the minute. So, we'll so they'll, they'll be in the next one. One of the things as well to talk about is over those ones like Cheltenham scored against Man City, Luton scored against Chelsea, and Brentford scored against Leicester. So there were some there were some lower teams that actually scored against somebody. And then obviously Burnley beat Fulham 3 0 wins last time Burnley scored fucking three goals. So yeah. the FA Cup throws up your do. throws up your stuff like so. Yeah, no, it's de- it's definitely, and that's why I love the FA Cup, and I'm sure it's why, uh, like, especially t- teams like Arsenal who have this big like storied history with the FA Cup. This is why, like, West Ham haven't won one since 1980, and that was you know, fucking 13 years before I was born. So Two seconds, I've I just never, need to get a charger from my laptop here to put the die. It's all good. It's all do good. It, it. Uh, like we we haven't um, the last uh, FA Cup final we were in it was 2006. And we all know how that ended up. And like that has been like the only kind of glimpse of West Ham winning anything that isn't like promotion when they got relegated. Like so 2006, so gap but Jesus, 26 years even for a final appearance. Like so that's mm-hmm. yeah, that that's tight going. But it'll be, be it'll, it'll be interesting to see as well because 
I mean, you might catch United on the hop if it turns out that United are maybe resting somebody up or they're like, right, leagues focus here, boys, because we have a shot at this. We're going to sacrifice the FA Cup. Remember, of course, yeah. United is a team that fucking didn't compete in the FA Cup one year to go and make some money playing in the fucking World League. So unless they're going to do that, maybe rest a few players, do what they did tonight. I mean, it seemed like Liverpool or United didn't really give a fuck this evening because the two of them were like, mm-hmm. who, wa- who wants to play? So, yeah. you know what I mean? It'll be interesting. Yeah, West Ham could put out the strongest team and United, United could be like, here's the squad players because we need the boys yeah. to... You need to check I mean, like Dean fucking... Henderson started tonight. The hair yeah. wasn't in, uh, wasn't starting when Allison was nuts for them. Like I, I definitely thought Adrian or uh, Quiving Kelleher yeah. or the the guy from Cork. Um, I thought he they would have been starting, but I don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh, that's pretty much us for football. Do you want to move on to the NFL? Yeah, let's do NFL because their semifinals are on tonight. So as we record, yeah, uh, as, will be as out we tomorrow. Speak, yeah, as we speak. Um, Dave, do you, are you a fan of the NFL? No, at all. No, not at all. You're not. You're not even like drawn up in the big, uh, all the majesty of the Super Bowl, like this big event, like once a year. Nope, not even because yeah, I just the, think out of the three of us, you're the only one who's actually built to play fucking NFL. I know, but <laughs> I just think I like a, I like a sport to be about the sport. All the other stuff, mm-hmm. silly, and like it's there's more stuff, and then there's a wee bit of bit of sport, and then there's just too much stuff. Yeah, now, I must admit, when Prince did the full halftime concert at Super Bowl in the rain, glorious. You know, Nothing doesn't better. matter not. But again, it's a, it's a sporting event. It's weird. <laughs> You're more of a Prince fan than an NFL fan as well. I so. am absolutely. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. No, the, the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing uh, the Green Bay Packers at present. So yeah, um, that's uh, you, you're aware of some of the big uh, kind of like the big names in NFL, like Tom Brady. Yes. Like you've heard, you've heard of. He's him a guy before, with right? soft balls. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh yes, yes. Yeah. The flick it, yeah. The guy yeah. from Ted too. That's the guy. The guy from Ted. <laughs> okay. Tom Brady. So yeah. And is he married to like, Giselle Bunchen? Is it? This, like, I was just wondering how you're getting this like kind of you know background information on all these NFL players when you don't give a shit about NFL. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you just I don't know things. Just, it's just things that are in the cultural zeitgeist within the sporting realm. That's it. Dave, uh, Dave also is bored and reads his phone on the toilet. That's how he <laughs> he's it's just the only piece like I get, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so last week's games were uh, I, I said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to beat the Saints, uh, and they did. So I think that is the first prediction on this podcast that I actually got right. But I'm sure, I'm sure you've got, got a, some. There's going to be at least one other one you got right. But yeah, we've been pretty horrendous when it comes to football calls. We're fucking. We are the kiss of death, Dave. Oh, so listen to the podcast. Uh, whatever we say, straight down the book. He's a pet now, okay? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, at the minute. Um. It's looking like I'm. I'm going out uh, on a limb here, and this is how we'll end um, this week in sport, and saying that it is going to be a Green Bay Packers. Kansas City Chiefs final with the Green Bay Packers winning. There we go. I've nailed uh, my colors to the post. If I'm okay. wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, okay. call me Mystic, Jordan. Jordan's gone Green Bay Packers for the whole Super Bowl. Not even just to win the, the fucking semi final, which at present they are not winning. So that's yeah. gonna be that's a shout. Like, so who who are who are in with a shout of the Super Bowl? Who are the teams that are likely to there's, be um, there thereabouts? There's four teams left, so we're into the. Are the Cincinnati final. Bengals still kicking about? 
no, <laughs> they. Uh, I think they finished fourth last in the whole league. Um, so Green Bay Packers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tom Brady moved from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. Uh, so that's the big game uh, tonight, I would say. The so it's Green Bay against Tampa Bay, uh, and then Kansas City Chiefs, the ones who won it last year, yeah. are playing against the Buffalo Bills, who haven't made it to the playoffs since OJ Simpson used to play for them. Nice. I mean, yeah. I am very much a big fan of OJ Simpson. I don't know much about his history, but he's a really good Twitter guy. You know, I don't know what he is. He's just like he's just a cele- the celebrity guy, as far as I'm aware. You know, I don't know what it, what he, what he did, but you know, he's very entertaining. Hey, Twitter world! So I mean, I I'll support those guys if like a nice wholesome character like that. Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> I, I mean, like it, it's kind of weird. The the majority. Um, so for story time and stuff like that, we try and get people with like interesting backgrounds. So obviously, um, uh, if you just go after <laughs> after we record here, you can listen to the OJ Simpson one at your leisure, Dave. Um, uh, and you'll just learn about background information. About nice. Him. Was um, was he on Love Island or something, or what was? <laughs> yeah, it? something like that. I think it was cool. The Bachelor because he's from like the states. I don't think they have Love Island. Right. Okay. Yet, so. Nice Jersey Shore. Um, yeah, something like that. Something nice. like that. Do, do, you know what show, do you know what show he could never be on, though? X on the Beach. He could never be on that show. So, um, Why? Um, bec- uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off her. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll listen to the book. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I climatize. The, I, I call him Oge. We should say we have new information about the case. Gee, just oh. to get the, the Just to get the, the listeners. Like, <laughs> just two decades from Ireland talking about fucking OJ. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much this week in sport. So this uh, story time is a little bit different because um, it's another uh, kind of like Maradona episode that we did um, where we look at somebody uh, in like the sporting realm and just because of our very special guest, Mr. Dave Elliott, uh, we've decided to go with his uh, favorite Arsenal player of all time, Mr. Uh, Thierry Daniel Henry. Nicholas Bentner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry. Second favorite Arsenal player. Sorry, of all time. Okay. Um, so yeah, so basically, um, we'll give him a rundown of his uh, life up until uh, what nine o'clock tonight, uh, from the day he was born to nine o'clock, uh, and just basically, like, it's really, it, it's fun doing them with, uh, say, like O.J. Simpson or Maradona, who are quite well known, uh for having like uh, weird stuff happen to them and stuff like that, whether it be uh, killing your ex-wife or... Um, Did Maradona do that? Uh, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Not Maradona. We've, we've got this all confused oh, already. Allegedly. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> careful. Right. This is libelous. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and you know what? We'd be the first people they come after. It's the Irish podcast host. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, that being said, um, Thierry Henry is a notoriously boring bastard outside the realm of football. I don't yeah. know if you guys knew this. There is no scandal. There is no like I, I couldn't even find like a like an unpaid parking ticket or anything like that. And I'm really annoyed that he has not had a, like an extramarital affair. Well, did he not? No, I don't think so. Because he, he was with his wife. Who was was she in an advert with him or something? And she was sexy. I think she was called Claire, and she was yeah. English. And then yeah. he just left her. I don't know whether that was. Apparently, it's still amicable from all the reports I can find. So nice. They they, they have a kid together as well. I think. Uh, yes. A couple of children actually. So. As far as I know, I'm I'm calling him one of the, 
he's kind of like the Ned Flanders of the football world, where there's nothing yeah. really exciting. I going mean, on. what you should have said to me so, is say, Dave, your favorite player is Nicholas and Elka. All right, and then just go with that. That would have been yeah. more helpful. I mean, like it, it would have taken me a, at least seventy-four minutes to name every single team he has ever yeah. played for. So. Um, I thought I would spice it up today uh, by going through the whole history of Thierry Henry, but I'm going to sprinkle in some false facts, and you okay. guys have to call you have to call bullshit if you guys think it's false or not. Okay. But I'm not going to tell you when it happens. And so, just to go into it, he was born uh, Thierry Daniel Henry. False. Uh, I probably oh, murdered sorry. that. Yeah. No, what were you saying there? I was like, false. Is that false? Is Daniel's real? No, no, no. That's real middle completely name? true. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> that, that, Too soon. Completely true. Um, born on the 17th of August, 1977. Uh, in sorry, the... sorry, sorry to interrupt. The, what's really funny, right? My dad has a T-shirt, right? And uh-huh. it's got Thierry Henry in the front of it. But it uh-huh. says underneath it, legends are born in April, right? Because my dad's born in April. And I was like, what's weird that he's... And Thierry Henry's born in August. And I, and I Googled that and I was like, why the fuck do you even wear that? So <laughs> and he was like, oh, I just like you. I just like Thierry Henry and I'm born in April. I'm like, but that T-shirt would insinuate that Thierry Henry's born in April. But it's just such a fucking weird T-shirt. <laughs> and all throughout this episode, I'm going like, there's so many tidbits of information. If I ever need to buy you a birthday present, that yeah, significant enough, but not too big, if you know what I mean. Like, not that I'm going to be making a statement with it. Yeah. I mean, like, I could get you a QBR scarf. I could get you Terry Henry April shirt. Easy. Um, Julian uh, Faubert yeah. leather coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, kind of like Julian Faubert. Um, he was born in Le Uns. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, France. Uh, where he uh, started playing football at the age of six. Um, and he actually played for six different youth teams throughout his career, starting when he was six in 1983 with his hometown club. Uh, and then in 1992, moving to Clairefontaine, uh, where he spent one year there and signed with Monaco, uh, the his uh, junior contract with Monaco, where he ended up spending five years as a senior player. Um, he um, has said in a couple of different interviews, I listened to the one that he did with Jimmy Carragher. Um, there's a podcast series that they do. And uh, his dad was notoriously tough on him. And he was telling me, uh, telling me like it was a personal conversation. <laughs> um, he was saying in the um, podcast that uh, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, he had a really kind of like uh, fractured relationship with his father. Um, just because like no, like there was one occasion where he scored six goals, they won six nil and he was very happy. But his dad was like, you missed the chance in the 15th minute and the 76th minute. So uh, and he says that really like that stuck with him and kind of molded the football player that he was. But then I'm just thinking he he's kind of saying like that. He's had like a really bad experience with his parents and stuff like that. But like. In comparison to most other kind of relationships people have with their parents, kind of like, you know, uh, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Fritzel and stuff like that, that's a relatively kind of like even playing ground going like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, my dad didn't fuck me up that badly, but, you know. So what you're saying is, no- I mean, Dave, Dave, you're a father, just Jordan's what Jordan's saying here is be notoriously difficult to with your children and you might make them into multi-millionaire uh, sports people, so. Yeah, well, that's, listen, I do have, I run... Again, I don't want to say I run my house with an iron fist. I run my house with a rubber fist because it's me. But um, I try to be, I try to be uh, authoritarian. But I just, I just live with 
with women, basically girls and women. So I have no chance. I'm already, but I just give up already. You know, my yeah. one of my 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 three year old said some ridiculous some ridiculous things to me. Like she just tells me what I'm gonna do. So like she comes in and says, like, so like what do you want for breakfast? And she'd say like rice krispies or or Weetabix normally should be, but then she comes in this morning. I said, What do you want for breakfast? She goes, I want Weetabix. Okay, you get it for me and call me when it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> like all sassy, like Please? that as well. Yeah, like she, she is. And then last night, before before she goes to bed, or before, like, we would sort of process would be we get her into like, we, I don't know, it's going to sound weird. We, we get her dressed like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. So she just likes to say, like, I'm going to do Mowgli, which means she just wears her pants and bounces around the bed, pretending to be Mowgli from the Jungle Book. So that's fine, right? She does that. Then we put her in the bath, put her in the bed. That's kind of like the, the routine. But last night she was doing this thing where she had taken pillows from our bed and was standing on top of it, being like, I'm building a rocket ship, okay? And it's okay is her word at the minute, okay? And we were like, okay, that's fair enough. And then Catherine was feeding the baby. And we we're sitting there, and I was bouncing with her and whatever, and and then she goes, "Mommy," and Catherine was obviously with the baby, not paying attention. She goes, "Mommy," and then she's like, "One second, Holly." She goes, "Catherine, look at me, okay?" And she went, <laughs> like, "Full name." I was like, All right, okay. So then, and then she looked at her and just did a bit, just a big jump, weird jump thing. But it was the fact she's looking in her eyes, Catherine. Fuck! Like I'm trying to bounce here. You don't look at David. Have you considered so rena- have you considered renaming the child Anelka? It's going to be a difficult character. Look. I mean, yeah, she's definitely <laughs> going to be tough assault for sure. But I mean, like she she is genuinely so so funny. Like today, she just started saying, "I'm not a bastard. I'm not a bastard." And I was like, "Fuck!" And he's still using more bastard about her. I'm not a. And then she she looks at you with such a smirk in the face when she knows she said something bad. So she's like, <laughs> and I said, I had to sit, sit her and like look at her in the eye. Be the first time I've to be proper serious. I said, "Oh, you do not use that word. All right, that is totally unacceptable. If you use that house again, I'm gonna murder Santa. All right, so and <laughs> but yeah, she's a fucking, you know, already my head's turned with her, and I've got another one who's fucking gonna be the same. I'm sure two wee dicks. And to be fair, technically, I didn't want to tell her because she's three. We weren't married when she was born, so she's okay. not. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, are you are you telling us that you're working? You are inadvertently working to maybe create the next Henri, but you're, you're just sort of like, well, I mean, I, that's way? the thing. Like she, you look at her and you go, she doesn't. She's not like fat like I am, you know. Like, it's like she's she's she loves running about. She's really skinny. She's tall. And then the other day, she was sitting on my knee watching TV, and I was just looking at her feet going, these are big. You could be a swimmer. And in my head, I'm like, well, how can I get her in early? Like, how can I be like her Williams? You know, get the Williams sisters, get them flipping, get them cash cows. I don't know. So um, I just have her basically plow in the back garden just to get her quads built up, and then hopefully she can you know, get a good, get that core strength. Once you get that core Correct. strength, the rest will follow. Correct. <laughs> um, so uh, with that... Um, with Thierry Henry's career, uh, playing for a, a number of different, um, I would say, European giants, uh, and then moving to the MLS at the end of his career. Yeah. Um, Thierry Henry played for Monaco, Juventus, Arsenal, Barcelona, Ajax, and New York Red Bulls. Nice. Not, not a bad play career. For Ajax. Mm-hmm. He didn't play for Ajax. Okay, Dave's winning 1-0. Uh, it's not yeah. even a competition, but you're winning 1-0, Dave. Um, Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> if I knew it was a competition, uh, I'd be paying attention. Fuck off. <laughs> you're just playing Among Us in the corner. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but no, uh, so he played for, yeah, Monaco, Juventus, Arsenal, Barcelona, moved to New York Red Bulls for four years at the end of his career. And apart from Arsenal, that's where he spent the majority of his career. He spent 122 games um, with uh, New York Red Bulls, scoring 51 goals. Which, hey, not bad. Just, an, yeah. just another wee 50 on at the end there. Fuck it. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck it. Might as well. But after that, into well, so in 2012, he moved back to Arsenal, and he he played. Remember, said time number one a cry during football when huh? ranking scored. Time number two when on scored against Leeds, cried. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cried. Tears of joy. It's just couldn't contain myself. It was just such a moment. Man, just he was, just he was back. Just because it was beautiful. just such a. Such a story, just and the way he did it was just vintage on Ray. He should have had 14 in his back, not fucking 12. I know, I'm not arguing about yeah. that, but okay. what a moment! It's one what of those things. I really don't like that shirt that season when he came back as well. Yeah, you know, the, the way like centenary thing, like the white. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. Um, no. uh, but yeah, so after he, he has one of the most illustrious careers uh, in all of football, um, winning the European Championship, uh, the World Cup, um, the Champions League the Premiership, the FA Cup, the Ballon d'Or, and the Young Player of the Year Award. Nish, nish. He's not one of the most, the, the travesties in football, he's never won the Ballon d'Or. Ever? On, on, never. No. How many nominations disgrace. did he get it's for? It's a disgrace. You see, yeah, this is the thing, Darren, that uh, he was, uh, 10 years in a row, he was nominated. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The most of any player ever. So he had to go to that fucking award ceremony 10 years in a row and be like, I'll Ten give it to somebody else. 10 different tuxedos. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so with it was 2006, Arsenal uh, reached the Champions League final against Barcelona, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the first ever Champions League I watched live. That was the start of the banter era that particular yeah. evening, I think. Almunia, fuck him. Uh, Still like I would have saved both those goals. Both those I would have saved. Yeah. Well, you're you're a quality uh, goalkeeper, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. my cat, so. fat cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but after that, uh, did well for me. Like when West Ham survived relegation and Tevez then moved to United, I was like, "This is bound to happen." How did you feel um, with Henri moving to Barcelona? A wee bit sad, but also like, you know, you can't blame him. And he yeah. did go there and win the Champions League. And, and that's to the Holy Grail, isn't it? Like he's got the World Cup, the European. He's won the league a couple of times with Arsenal. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was not. And the team was definitely on the decline. We moved to the Emirates, couldn't afford to buy people. The the, the invincible teams had, had been sort of decimated and it was just starting again. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't. You know, he needed the move, you know, yeah. really. And yeah, I, I don't, he's one of the ones I don't resent because he went to Barcelona. He didn't go to fucking Man United and win them the league. Yeah. The dirty bastard, you know. But didn't go to Spurs either to do fuck no, all, essentially. True. Yeah. So, but, or QPR because that would have really hurt you. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I might have liked that if he had gone there after New York. I'd have been like, listen, that's the shirt I want the QPR with Henri in the back. Boom. What if it's number 12 instead of number 14? Uh, no, my, my, my mind would just freak out about that. I couldn't have that. No, it's not right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, he finished up his career in 2014 with the New York Rebels, uh, and he finished up his uh, international playing career uh, in 2010 uh, after the World Cup in uh, South Africa. Now, 
he played 123 games for uh, the French uh, full national squad, not the under 20s, uh, and he scored uh, 45 goals uh, for the French team. So when it goes to appearances and goals in uh, Wikipedia, it comes up France, uh, or 1997 to 2010, France, one, two, three, four, five. Nice. I, 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 I would call false on that one because um, obviously okay. to <clears throat> to stop uh, Ireland qualifying for the World Cup, he fucking cheated. So that's never a goal. <laughs> so you say so? No, yeah, uh, Darren's right. It was false. He scored fifty-one goals, um, but Darren says it's fifty. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I remember. I like obviously uh, being from uh, Northern Ireland and stuff like that. I obviously want both sides, but Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, I would love to see do well in any competition that they're in. So I kind of took it as an affront and especially growing up in a pro Manchester United house where Henri was like public enemy number one for like the majority of my childhood. Uh, I was just like, oh, okay, lads, hold on a minute. That's not on. Surely they should bring this back. Right? But apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, you know. Like, I, I didn't um, lose any sleep over it. I, did, I like I wasn't tossing and turning at night. I was just like, in, in the effort of fair play. What the, what the fuck? The, the <laughs> funniest thing. The ball. funniest thing that came out of that was Paddy Parr's advert in Dublin Airport when you walked in. It said, "It just said Paddy Parr, welcome to Ireland, unless you're Thierry Henry," which was just just <laughs> lovely. That's a that's a that's a little French kiss of a joke. Like that's that's. Hey, there we go. Was not the one where. They qualified and got, got stuffed in the group stages and went out. Wasn't that like, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just the, a waste of time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Patrice they deserve that with Michael Sylvester in the squad. Like, so I mean, that's what happens. Um, yeah. so after his playing career had ended uh, in 2014, um, he started to uh manage, he went into international management with uh Roberto Martinez in Belgium. Uh, shortly he after, his assistant, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the assistant, assistant there. Yeah, I thought that was a wee, like a wee, a wee t- trying to catch oh, me out there. Oh, yeah, see, I've got you guys worried. Um, in 2018, he started managing uh, his old club, Monaco, which yes. we 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 spoke about this earlier on during the podcast. We that that completely passed me by. I yeah, never we, knew that he was. I managing. think you read that somewhere, and the two of us went, "Is he? Wait, what? Is, yeah, what the is he the Monaco yeah. manager?" But he was, I think the problem with that was he was very shit at managing Monaco. And mm. um, did, did they even win a game with him? I don't know. I, it was a very short tenure, so I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be surprised. Apparently, what the problem was, one I can't remember which player it was said, that he, he was like wanting the players to do things that he could do, but they couldn't. You know what I mean? It's like, so when you get the ball, do this, and they're like, "We well, fucking, we can't. We're not you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, we're not on you know? And, and they, they were, like, they were like, "Well, I'll try." And I think it was probably someone like Sebastian Scalacci or something. Like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I think Seth like Bob he was like playing for Monaco at the minute still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice to like. I mean, Monaco is a great place. You know, you just if you're at that, that stage, what a great place to go and play football, Monaco. Oh, yeah. How we stadium yeah. is just—it's sweet, like the principality, lovely sport, yeah. yeah, lovely wee principality. Um, you see, for me, the best uh, stadium to play in—it's the most beautiful stadium in my mind. Um, for the one that I've been to is the Stade Velodrome in Marseille. Yeah, yes. yeah, because it is. Uh, have you like architecturally speaking, it is fucking beautiful. Like, 
Yeah. It is a very. I'm getting sidetracked on the whole Henri thing. Uh, apart <laughs> from like, the fact that he, I was like, Jordan, he didn't, he didn't play for them. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I'm completely sidetracked. But his brother and his dad were big Marseille fans, and he uh, counted himself uh, before he started playing football as a Marseille fan. There you go. There you go. Uh, yes, but um, uh, ultimately, uh, he has ended up now uh, since 2019 being the uh, head coach of Montreal Impact in the MLS. So the team from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, the French speaking part of Canada. He is now the head coach there. Uh, he signed a two, two year deal in 2019. And uh, I don't know if they're still going on with uh, the current break in uh football just because of uh coronavirus and stuff like that uh but like his past record he's he's had a decent uh he's had more wins he's had 13 wins and only seven losses so did did he ever manage uh drogba or had drogba left montreal by that point drogba had left by this point he's he gone then, retired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was uh he was playing uh around the time uh, that Henri was still with New York Rebels, so they probably would have played against each other. Uh, but yeah, um, he did. He didn't play for, uh, didn't manage Drogba. Um, uh, but with uh, Henri, the final tidbit of information to end this beautiful story time was he made a cameo appearance in the 2015 film Entourage. He did though, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he's uh, walking a dog past uh, Ari Gold, the character played by Jeremy Piven. Uh, and there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, Still, is, that was the most exciting on Ray thing we could find. Yeah. Through all those facts you never once said, he's a gorgeous man, a beautiful specimen of a sexy beast. Oh, no, that's false. So, oh, no. no. <laughs> what, Jordan, no... Jordan, Jordan, before we let Dave back to his real life, did we miss any other facts between the two of us? I, I don't know. Wait, no, you got them all. Happy days. But Dave ended up winning uh, two to one. Yes. That's all right. I, he, like he's an Arsenal fan. Arsenal. He's an Arsenal fan. I would expect him to fucking beat me at this game. You know, it's fine. But then the, 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 the bitter Irish supporter was like, I fucking know all about that bastard's international career. <laughs> Fuck him. He only scored. Hey, hey, hey. Don't be giving me that. Goals. I'm I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> dual nationality on that on the football, man. My fucking. A nice dude. bisexual. I love to hear it. Exactly. My my great uncle was a Northern <laughs> Ireland player. So watch him out you. As well as, as well as obviously. Nuri. Stanley? Yuri's most famous son. No, he's from Black. That was Blackpool. You're thinking of um, <laughs> referencing back to what we said about earlier on. No, obviously, uh, famous Arsenal goalkeeper and second most capped Northern Ireland player ever is obviously Pat Jennings from my hometown. Yes. So there you go. Is he Tyler your uncle? Together. No, no, Pat Jennings is my uncle. A guy called Seamus Darcy was my uncle. It might annoy you to find out he was a uh, Chelsea player, not an Arsenal player. So yeah, well, if Pat Jennings was your uncle, that's going to be like, can I like, can you get him in the podcast and I can chat to him because I mean. <laughs> great guy with also great hair like nobody yeah, else right. has that hairstyle I, I, I think my i think my hair now is kind of like mid-70s Pat no Jennings. your hair i will tell you the exact hair so you have david seaman euro 96 hair right now <laughs> like that's Bingo. the exact haircut you have at the minute <laughs> See if I'm seaman. seaman all over my hair ironically i actually the first thing i had on my my the pull shirt was seaman it wasn't printed but it yeah. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ, wrap it up before he tells that story. <laughs> no, that's the best way to end it. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, story time this week. So, uh, to wrap things off this week, uh, we'll look at uh, games coming up uh, during the week. Uh, Monday, uh, FA Cup game, Wickham against uh, Tottenham. Not really 
electrifying anybody there uh, with uh, Tuesday West Ham are playing Palace. That's only of interest to me. I th- I think that could be good. That'll be good, right? I don't I don't know. I think West Ham are going to get beat because it is at Selhurst as well. So do West Ham have a do West Ham have a bad record against Palace or something? Yeah. Well, when Dmitry Payet was playing for us, no, we were scoring absolutely amazing goals. But yeah. uh, now, not so much. Um, moving on to uh, Wednesday, the, this is the twenty seventh. Um, Everton, as you uh, were saying, just at the break there. Uh, Everton are playing Leicester, which looks like it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, it has the outside chance. Uh, Burnley against Aston Villa, nothing really else kind of juicy. But definitely Thursday for me, this is my pick of the week. Uh, Tottenham against Liverpool at White Hart Lane. Yeah, big, uh, big either redemption for Liverpool or Spurs keep the charge on and just keep the keep the foot on the pedal, uh, chasing up the back there. They de- they, they need to do something. Um or that's fucking curtains for their season unless they do something in the Champions League which you know is very difficult to say because you know it's so sparse the games it's not like the league where you're playing uh, the majority of the games uh, the majority of games you play are in the league so it'll be very difficult uh, if that's their only option left to win anything this year Um, moving on to Saturday uh, easily pick a games are uh, Manchester United at Arsenal yeah Emirates looking forward to that one Yeah, it should be a great game. But that being said, you know, uh, Sunday gives it a run for the money with West Ham against Liverpool at the London Stadium. What what are your thoughts? Are you, I mean, obviously, if Liverpool are hitting a rocky patch, is this the time to play them? Or is it is there never a good time for West Ham to play Liverpool? Oh, that's actually a good that's actually a good question. Um, because they have something to prove now. They're like, we can't let this skid continue. Yeah. You know, it's 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 embarrassing going from like, you know, winning the league and stuff like that to getting beat at home by Burnley when you're someone as good as Liverpool. So I don't know. It's kind of like, would you rather fight like a burr or a wounded burr? Because the <laughs> wounded burr, you know, that's he's backed into a corner, you know, he's ready to shank you, um, or whatever burrs do to kill people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck it. I, I, I would say at least a draw. Because we have been playing all right at home. That's true. If I mean, if you can do that, if if they're let's see what team they put out, or who I mean, they still have no defense. If you've got, uh, you know, just I don't know, can you put Antonio out to just throw people in headlocks and see how they get on? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's all we need. It's just a huge <laughs> and then Yarmolenko to <laughs> Yarmolenko to look beautiful on the right wing. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of football um, for the week until our next episode. Um, there's no, uh, after tonight, there's no more NFL until the Super Bowl, which is on the 7th, um, which uh, we'll talk about this off air, but I was thinking about doing something a little bit special for it. Um, but we'll okay. see. Um, but all that just leaves us um, uh, time for us to go into your questions for the week. Okay. I, I was thinking as well, maybe we should do like a special... Uh, not leaving an edition of the podcast. Maybe you and I should just get like blind drunk the day of the Super Bowl and just call it Super Bowl Scum Day. It'll just be me and yeah. you drinking carrots at the back. You know what I mean? Yes, that is a fucking excellent idea. Socially, a socially distanced idea. bottle of vodka. <laughs> exactly. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, you ready for your questions? <sighs> I'm never ready for my questions, Jordan. We've seen that over the weeks. It's either it's either fucking feast or famine. You know what I mean? But let's, uh, let's, let's give it a blast. Do it. Let's right. do it. Okay, question number one. <clears throat> to what... quote Pat Benatar, 
Hit me with your best shot. Hey, uh, what a uh, German football team did Human Song play for before he moved to the Tottenham Hotspur? Human Song played for Wolfsburg. Incorrect. Bayer Leverkusen. Oh, bollocks. All right. Bad start. Bad start. Um, what was the last year West Ham won a uh, FA Cup final? 1980. You said it earlier on in the podcast. Exactly. You've been listening. <laughs> um, uh, so, what? what uh, now, this is another football question. I can substitute it for a different sport if you'd like. Yeah. I have the option because I wrote down four questions. <laughs> do, you, do you want to ask me all four and then just take my average? Can we do that? <laughs> No, no, somebody you, has to explain, ask away, has to, explain to me how to take averages, but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, no, fuck it. Um, we'll give you four. Uh, no, okay, I, I, so, I don't want four. Just kidding. okay, okay, okay. We'll go. We'll go for it here. Um, what is the American football team uh, from the state of Arizona? The Arizona Cardinals. Correct. Two out of two out of three today. Thank fuck. Was that, that was that the football question or like an American football question? No, the the football question was. Uh, what country do Grotter Firth come from? Ha, so glad you didn't ask me that. Um, Did you not know? No. Where are they from? Germany. What are they called? Grotter Firth. Grotter Firth. No. Well, yeah, they, they, their logo is just like a shamrock. Okay. Yeah. Grotter Firth. No, you never heard of them? No. But you know who I've heard of? The Arizona uh, Cardinals. So thank fuck for that. Hey. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, uh, let's go watch some American football. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I've been Jordan Robinson. I've been Darren Matthews. Enjoy your week.